as long as you have enough knowledge to get started, I think it's best to just start with something and try it out. And then as you go along, you'll work out what you need to learn because you'll, like you just said before, hit roadblocks that stop you. So then you're going to have to go and search how to do that thing. And it might take a few times of hitting that roadblock and searching the thing before you actually remember how to do it. At least that's what happens for me usually anyway. But that's going to be a really great way to learn and add that skill and improve on that skill. Welcome to Design Life, a show about design and side projects for motivated creatives. My name is Charlie. And I'm Femke, and welcome to episode 24 of our podcast. Super cool that we are now at 24 episodes and hopefully many more to come. So in this episode, we're going to talk about learning new skills. So while Charlie and I are both primarily designers, our side projects often involve other skills that we use, such as this podcast and some of Charlie's video stuff that she does, and I'm sure that there's more examples that will come up as we discuss it through this episode. But first, the weekly check-in. Charlie, has it been a good week? It has been a good week. It's been a bit of a mixed week, I think. I'm finding this focus this month on lettering and learning lettering, which, oh, hey, that's relevant to today's topic, isn't it? Yeah. I just realised. But I'm finding that a difficult routine to get into because it's not producing something that I share every week. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So when I make my videos, I'm making a thing and I can put like an end in it and I'm like, right, that's done. I'm uploading it and I'm sharing it. Whereas with my lettering, it's all about practice and doing drills and getting better. And it's just not as, you know, it's not as finite. It's ongoing. So I'm finding that quite a shift to get used to from the stuff that I normally do. But it's going well. I feel like I'm definitely improving. So that's that's a good thing. Yeah, I find that the same with there's a writing course that I'm pretty sure you know of uh, by Sean Wes. And a few weeks ago, or even a month ago now, maybe he did a online workshop that was about two hours long, which mm-hmm. I unfortunately missed. But I've had that on my to do list to watch, you know, watch the recap, the replay for a while. And I think similar to you and that I'm struggling to find time to do that and prioritize that because there's no like immediate output from me like of course when I watch that I'm going to be learning something and taking on you know new things and new ideas that I can bring into my current process which will help me hopefully create more or or do more but in the short term yeah there's no like content creation or content output coming out from that so yeah, I don't know if that's kind of similar to what you're talking about, but I, I definitely feel that I struggle to make the time to do that. Yeah, that sounds very similar to what I'm struggling with as well. And that is actually something that I wanted to talk to you about for today's topic. Do you want to jump straight into it? Or yeah, yeah. Do you have anything else you want to share about your week? No, not really. It's just same old, same old. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I was interested to know if you find that learning is a thing that you bring into your routine like is something that you're always trying to do or if like me for example you tend to only learn new things when you need them yeah I'm definitely the second one I would like to be in the position of the first one but I'm just not there like for example a skill that I have sort of always had on my someday wish list is coding 
like that's something that I've always been thinking you know one day it would be really good to do that and learn that and have that as a skill that I have but I don't have like a need to learn that right now because I'm not I haven't had to be in that position where I need that skill yet uh, but it still is something that I would like to learn. I totally know what you mean. I think the only reason that I know any sort of code at all, because I've definitely forgotten everything they taught us in that one paper that I did in university all those years ago, but all the coding knowledge I have now comes from me wanting to do stuff on my website, not being able to afford to hire a developer to do it for me, so I have to do it myself. Yeah, I guess I'm kind of blessed in that way of having Owen that can just do the coding stuff for me. But, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that that's a good example I think of me of a skill that I really want to do but there's like it's not necessarily a skill that I need to learn but it's something that I want to but I just am struggling to prioritize that and find the time to do that so no I don't really go out and think oh what skill am I going to learn this week for fun or I don't set aside like learning time to teach myself a new skill just you know for fun but that is something that I I want to do because I want to broaden my skill set and keep my options open and be able to understand more and better the people that I work with what they do so that I can work better with them if that makes sense. That definitely makes sense. That's, And I think that there's definitely real value in that skill, and obviously you can see that, but it's because you don't have a specific project perhaps that you need it for by a certain time, it, it's hard to you know make the time to fit it in, right? Yeah. Is there a skill on your wish list that you've been wanting to learn how to do but haven't, haven't done so yet? Well, I think lettering is actually one of those skills, and that's why I've you know decided to make it this focus this month. Because I've dabbled in it a lot and I just feel like I'm not very good at it and I didn't think that I ever really could be any good at it, you know. I just sort of accepted that fact. But I've decided to try and give it a go. Who knows? I might still end up finishing this course and practicing loads and still being crap, but at least I'll be trying, I suppose. Yeah, so do you find that for you it's it works best that you are making it a focus and like specifically setting aside this time to work on it rather than just like doing it as you go along whenever you have extra time to do it? Yeah, it definitely has because do you know what? I've owned this Learn Lettering course, which will be linked in the show notes if anyone is interested in it because it is a really good course so far I'm finding. I, I bought it maybe, oh gosh, at least six or seven months ago I'm going to say and it just sat there and I watched maybe a couple of lessons and just did nothing more with it because I was. it was always one of those things that I'd get to someday, you know. So making it my focus to get through it this month, even though there's not a particular reason why it needs to be done this month, is really helping me actually set aside the time for it because I'm telling myself that it is important, that, that it is a skill I want to have, so I'm, yeah, making the time. Also what's helping is thinking of it in a way that beforehand lettering for me was just a thing that I did for fun right but now I really want to be able to bring it into doing things like merch design and you know more graphic stuff just want to add that skill to my graphic design skill set how many times can I say skill in one sentence (laughs) so having that purpose for it for the fact that I want it to eventually help me with my work is I suppose what also is helping me make the time yeah that's what I lack with the coding skill that I want to learn is that I don't have a purpose right now, apart from the fact that it would just be like a nice to have. 
Yeah, exactly. Because you've got Owen to code things, so maybe maybe one day you can tell him to deny you <laughs> coding any sites so that you're forced to learn. Yeah, maybe. That would be like really throwing me in the deep end. <laughs> yeah, it really would. Which could be what I need to actually do something about it. Maybe. Maybe you've been, I know you've been talking about uh having your own personal like hub online. Perhaps you could have that as a project to try and code some bits yourself, even if you get a lot of his help along the way. It is a really good idea, actually, and probably like a nice, like easy, like ease into it. I don't know. Yeah. And because it's it's not got like a, a harsh deadline, you know, I definitely wouldn't recommend you diving into coding on a client project, for example. Nope. <laughs> it might be a little bit scary and unnecessary, but that would be a good one to do it with, I think. So what's your sort of view on learning a new skill that's relevant to what you do and therefore, like your lettering, for example, you're learning that and hoping that that can help improve your your services and your skill set and what you can offer. Sort of, I guess, for you, it's like an investment at the moment. Like you're hoping that in the future you're going to make, make something from that, whether that's financially or, you know, artistically, whatever, compared to learning a skill that's just like completely maybe in a different box and and just for fun I often I don't know if I have any skills that I have on my like want to learn list that are just purely for fun Mm -hmm. because I find that the way I think is always in projects maybe that sounds really sad but I've got so many things that I want to do that are, you know, quote unquote useful to my side projects or whatever, that it just doesn't cross my mind to do anything else. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything. I suppose there's things like, maybe this is a dumb example, but like cutting my own hair. I did learn to do that the other day. Yeah, no, that's that's a valid example. Yeah, I guess, but that was just because I hate spending money on hairdressers, so that had a purpose as well, I fair suppose. Enough, it wasn't enough. wasn't just for fun. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend here who, she works in tech, and she decided that rock climbing was something that she wanted to learn. Nice. And so she just signed herself up for rock climbing lessons and is now learning, you know, how to do rock climbing. And that obviously is, like, not any way related to tech. Yeah, totally. I think that's a super cool thing to to learn that's just like completely outside of what you do and maybe that's also a good way to do something else you know and like have something else to do and give yourself a bit of a mind break from from tech or or whatever it is you do. Totally. Is there anything like that that you've been wanting to learn? Anything extra? No and and here's where I wish I could say yes because I, I want to but I haven't yet found what that is like something that I do want to take up this summer is a sport uh, but nice. I, I don't know if you could call that learning a skill <laughs> maybe it's just I think exercise. you could I don't know I mean if you're counting rock climbing then you can count any sport <laughs> yeah, right like I guess. it's all activity yeah so the answer is yes like I, I want something I, I want to learn a skill that is outside of like my current box uh, but that's not necessarily to say that like I'm going to start like positioning myself as like a rock climber or whatever, for example. Uh, but I think it is cool to have those extra skills outside of what you do. I think it keeps it interesting. Yeah, and it's a way for you to have a break as well because we're the kind of people who tend to turn all of our hobbies into projects, don't yes, we? Yes, <laughs> yes, it's dangerous. <laughs> so it's good to have those things that you don't do that with. So I'm not going to open a hairdressing salon anytime soon. Dang it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So thinking about, you know, when new skills come up, if you have an idea for a side project that involves a skill that you don't currently have, what do you do? Do you tend to learn the skill or do you adapt your ideas to fit the skills you already have or perhaps a mix of both? I don't know. What What's your approach? Most of the side project ideas that I have kind of like just naturally extend from what I'm currently doing. Yep. So I've never like had a side project idea that's like completely in a different box. Like I haven't thought like, oh, I want to start a motorcycle club or something that's like completely <laughs> unrelated. Uh, so in that sense, while I may not have the exact skill for the new side project idea that I want to do, it's kind of a natural extension of what I'm already doing. So it sort of makes sense to pursue it. Like, I guess I'm in, I'm ambitious, but I'm not like crazily ambitious of choosing something that's completely out of my league. Uh, so... For example, the magazine that I want to create over summer, that involves print design, which is a skill that I, I'll admit I am not pro at, but it is something that obviously is in my realm of design and graphic design. Yeah. Uh, so because of that, I feel like it's an attainable skill. I, I don't want to go and start working on a side project that requires a skill that like is going to take me, I don't know, two years to learn or something. So I try to... Well, it, naturally, it happens anyway that my side project ideas are within that realm of my current expertise. I think expanding on current skills is still learning a new skill. You know, like print design is a different thing from web design. Oh, yeah. So you're adding that skill to the to your cap or whatever the, the phrase is. And I, yeah, I think that definitely counts as learning something new. I had this with my t-shirt business many years ago and I decided I wanted to up the quality of my t-shirts and I wanted to be able to screen print them, but I couldn't afford to pay someone to produce my t-shirts because I didn't get that many sales and I didn't want to invest that much in it. You know, I was a student yeah. and I didn't have that much to invest. So I decided to see if there was a way I could teach myself and it struggled for ages, but eventually it, it did work out. So now I can, I added screen printing to one of my skills, you know, but only a specific type of DIY screen printing. If you gave me like a <laughs> professional setup, I'd have no clue what to do with it probably. <laughs> But that's cool. So that's a good example of something that, you know, you're, you're learning a skill, but it's also an investment in a way because now you've got that skill and you can use that for your for your T-shirt line, which is super cool. Yeah, I also just find it like, even though it's technically part of like my side business or whatever, I, I just find it really fun. Like it's an excuse to get off the computer and do something physical, you know, use your hands to create something rather than always looking at pixels as I tend to do mostly. So shall we talk a bit here about this podcast and how that is something where we've both had to learn a few new skills, I think? Yeah, for sure. This is probably the f thing we do that's furthest out of my, like you said, realm of skills. Yeah. So like video editing, you know, with my YouTube channel, that's n even though that's different from designing, I did study motion graphics at university and did a few papers about animation that included things about storytelling and, you know, pace and film and stuff like that. So that's not actually that far away from stuff that I'd known previously. But podcasting is completely different. Yeah, so... What have you learned so far from podcasting or how, what did you need to learn or what are you learning, I guess? 
before we started a podcast, I didn't even know how podcasts work. <laughs> like the fact that we upload to a feed and then that feed is read by iTunes and Overcast and all of the podcasting apps. I, d- I don't know what I thought. Maybe I assumed that everyone uploaded them individually to those things. I'm not sure, but I don't think I'd had thought about it before, to be honest. Yeah, I was the same. I just thought like that you log into iTunes and upload like an MP3 file or something. Yeah, I don't and there's your podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we've learned so much already uh, creating this podcast and I think it's also beneficial to say or, or I guess to share how we've learned the things that we have learned for this podcast. Yeah, I'd be interested to know how you learned audio editing because for the listeners who don't know, Femme does the editing of all of our podcasts and she does a great job, doesn't she? Because you're listening to them right now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, a very different skill for you because I don't think you'd ever done anything like that before, had you? So how'd you go about it? Well, yes and no. I, I've i never really done much it, like audio editing, I guess, but I did, and this is going to be kind of embarrassing, but um, during high school, I did a lot of singing and uh, I played That's the- That's not embarrassing. Oh, it is, well, don't don't look me up on SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, well, now everyone's going to. Dang it. Um, <laughs> but so I used to play my ukulele and, and sing and I would record myself just, you know, covers or whatever and hash those together in GarageBand and, and upload those to SoundCloud. So- I guess in a way, like I kind of already knew a little bit about editing, but I had never used uh, Adobe Audition, which is what the software that I use to edit the podcast. So that was a bit of a like, okay, like GarageBand is kind of like amateur editing software. And here's Adobe Audition, which has like all of the bells and whistles and is very intimidating when you open it. Uh, So I did have to learn like a bit of the software. And I think also... Editing a podcast is very different from editing music uh, because with music there's always sound but with podcasts there's gaps and it's people talking so it's very different and you don't want to have like white noise or blank spaces and I think there's a little bit more technicality to making sure the whole thing like just flows nice and smoothly so yes and no like it, I, I did have to learn some like more podcasting specific skills but yeah, I guess some of the knowledge that I already had from editing together music was probably a bit helpful there. So how did you learn Audition? Did you just dive in and start clicking around? Did you watch some tutorials online perhaps? I can't fully remember, but I'm pretty sure I did watch a couple of really crappy YouTube tutorials. You know, the ones that are like 10 minutes long and just a dude talking. <laughs> why are they always a dude, right? I know, why? Uh, so yeah. I think I also was recommended it as the software to use by someone, but I don't remember who that was, unfortunately. But yeah, I think I watched a couple of like video tutorials and then also uh, the Adobe uh, Help Center to to figure out how things worked, which I wouldn't recommend as a learning resource because it's not that good, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, I guess tutorials and yeah, documentation, which sounds really boring. <laughs> And it is. <laughs> is that the best way for you to learn, do you think, from, I, I guess, Googling and taking online workshops or whatever? No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the best way for me to learn, I feel, like online for a new skill, uh, is through like an online course, I find. 
So like there's lots of like free tutorials on video on on YouTube, sorry, and whatever. But I actually find that I get a lot more value if I purchase an online course. And while I didn't do that for podcast editing, uh, I did do that when I first set up the apartment and wanted to learn a little bit more about like freelancing and clients and managing your own clientele and that kind of stuff. And that's when I bought Paul Jarvis's The Creative Class last year, which is a super good course. He had like video slides and then he also had like blog posts, I guess, like he'd written articles for each class. And then there was also worksheets and like Google Google spreadsheets and things that you could copy into your own account and, and use those as he'd already created them for you. And I found that that was a super, super good and easy way to to learn about that because it was quite interactive and it wasn't just one medium like it wasn't just video it was video written and worksheets which I found really helpful I, I haven't taken the learn lettering course but is, it, but is it kind of similar in that way is it set out like that as well yeah it does sound very similar and what I like about it is it gives you actions to take like you're not just following along yeah in a way, you know, in clicking around like you would in a, in a software tutorial, for example, but it's giving you things to do, like almost setting you homework in a way with the drills that I'm doing right now is something that, you know, Sean says in the classes that is good to do. It sounds like we both thrive with more structured learning. And I know we've talked in the past about if you should be self-taught or go to design school. And I think that perhaps the type of learners we are, we, you know, benefit from a more structured environment and that's why more structured online courses rather than just googling things and watching tutorials work well for us mm -hmm. I think so I also find that I learn really well when I've got someone showing me in particular like I feel even though all of the blog posts and videos and things are created by people who use the software for some reason I just trust it more when it's someone showing me the way so, for example, when I learned how to use Sketch, which is a design tool for Mac, for mostly used for designing websites, and it's my software of choice for that purpose. And when I started using it, I had my workmate take me through it. And a lot of the things that he showed me in that first, you know, like walkthrough still have really stuck with me today because he was showing me like, this is how I use it and this is how I think it will benefit you. And I found that really useful. Yeah, it's like you sort of uh, adopted his workflow, I guess, of how he uses it. Yeah, well, almost, but more that I use that as a starting point to get into exploring the software myself. So where do you start with learning something new? Is online, like perhaps Google, the first place you go to see if there is a course about something? Yeah, I don't always immediately reach out to find a course on it uh, sometimes like I'll find another really good resource so for example with the magazine that I want to create perfect timing a week or so ago uh, a guy called Kai who he runs a magazine called Offscreen which you should all check out by the way it's a super super cool magazine uh, he published like a super long post on Medium with like everything he knows about publishing a magazine so he he shared, you know, where he gets his paper from, printing, proofing, 
gathering all the content that he needs, like everything. Uh, and that came at a like really good time for me, actually. So I stumbled across that and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so perfect. This is such a great resource. So I haven't quite read like the entire thing yet. I kind of skimmed through it when I first saw it, but I've sort of saved it on my list to give it a really thorough read. And I think that's where I'm going to start. So I'm going to start with that resource. And if I then still find gaps, then I might look further on on the Google to see if I can find anything else that that could help fill those knowledge gaps. Yeah, I always find I like to try things myself first. And that doesn't always work out. Obviously, you know, like with screen printing, for example, I had no idea where to start. But I did sort of try to understand how the thing works by myself before reaching out for courses or anything like that you know trying to see how much I can do on my own is what I generally try and do first and that question that I asked you before about when you've got a side project idea that involves a skill you don't have yet what I tend to do is look at the time I've got available for that so if I've got a lot of time and there's this new skill that I think is really going to be valuable to add to my you know, skill set, I will put the time into learning it. But for the most part, I will sort of try and adapt the idea to fit what I can do already. Yeah, that's really smart. (laughs) Or some sort of combination of the two, you know, perhaps I could just learn a little bit of something new, but mostly use things that I've got already. Evaluating the time that something's going to take, I suppose, is my answer there. So it's a hard question to answer, I guess. We asked our listeners this, though. Shall I read out some, some tweets? Yeah, yeah. So we ran a poll asking our listeners what they do when they have an idea for a side project that involves a skill they don't yet have. 69% said that they learn the new skill, which is really cool. So we've got a lot of learners listening to us. 27% adapt the idea to fit their skills. And I think that we've just said that we do a combination of both of those first two. And 4% said they don't do that idea. And I'm not very impressed with this 4% who... (laughs) Just give up on the idea because they don't have the skills for it. I would very much like to encourage anyone listening who is in that sort of state of mind to not give up on your ideas so easily, I suppose, unless you've thought about the idea thoroughly and evaluated that it's not the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Of course, then don't do it. You don't have to act on every idea you have. But learning new things is really good for you, I think, anyway, and... Even if learning new things is just learning a new way to put the skills that you currently have together, that's still something new and something you haven't done before and it's worth doing. Yeah, my advice to those 4% people would be to join the 27% people who said that they adapt the idea to fit their skills. If you have an idea for something and you don't have the skill, then I agree with what you said, Charlie. Don't give up so easily. There's always another way you could do it. You know, maybe you could uh, see if there's someone that does have the skills to help you out or to help teach you. Maybe they, maybe teaching is something that they really want to do and get into anyway. So that could also be a good opportunity for them. Or yeah, just adapt the scope of of the idea and of the project to play to your own strengths and your own skills that you already have. Do you know what one of our listeners, Florian, had a really good response to that that relates to this he said he learns the skill of finding a friend that does have that skill yeah yeah so yeah exactly (laughs) Steve also said that he would involve someone else who has that skill so I guess perhaps if there's an idea you have and you don't have the skill for it that's a good chance to collaborate with someone else 
Yeah, and I think also don't underestimate what you could learn from just working with that person who has that skill. Definitely. Even though you're not then actively learning that skill because you're working and collaborating with them, it's going to expose you to that skill more and that could either you know open a new pathway to you and maybe you could then be like, oh, wow, that skill's super cool and it's not as hard as I thought it was, so I'm going to like learn it now. Or maybe the opposite, like you realize that it is really difficult and then you know you made a good decision to to work with someone else who has that skill. Neil said that half the skills he has are because he wanted to do a project that he didn't have all the skills for. I think that's so awesome. I think that's really commendable. Yeah, definitely. And that it got me thinking about my skills and what I know and how a lot of them are because of side projects, really. Perhaps I knew a tiny bit about them before the side projects, but side projects are what has allowed me to expand on them in a way and improve my skills. I think for me, that is how I got here. Because I was originally self-taught, that all came about because I wanted to create like lyric posters, you know, those really like tacky things you see on Tumblr. And Oh yeah, I've made many of them in my day. <laughs> yeah, that's originally where I like started playing with design and design software because I wanted to create my own little lyric posters. And yeah, that was a skill that I sort of started teaching myself. And yeah, here I am like four years later. Now you are a designer. Yeah. It is like your career and your life. Yeah. That's cool. See, side projects can be powerful. Yep. (laughs) Becky said that she incorporates the learning of the skill into the side project if possible. And that's something that's really interesting. Have you heard of the 100-day project, Femme? Is that where you do something for 100 days? (laughs) Yeah, so it's often done by artists and designers or photographers perhaps where you pick like a specific topic that you're going to do it on and then for 100 days you repeat that so it's about the repetition and the learning and I know that Becky who responded to this tweet is doing one of 100 days of inked terrariums I think is her thing so she's an illustrator and she's drawing a new ink drawing every day of a terrarium to get better with her ink skills that's so cool yeah it's very awesome I like that too about incorporating the skill into a side project that's something that I'm thinking about doing with the magazine I've been thinking about whether I want to like iterate in public whether Mm. I want to like openly share my my process and what I'm learning along the way in the form of I don't know like a medium blog or something like that but I haven't decided yet but I feel like that could be a good way to not only hold me accountable but yeah as a little side project sort of share what my goals are what my what I'm doing, what my research results are and yeah, my process along the way to making a magazine. I don't know yet, haven't decided. That would be very cool to see, but I wouldn't want to let that get in the way of you actually doing it, doing the magazine itself, you know, like perhaps you do one at the start where you talk about what you want to achieve and then one at the end where you can reflect on things you learn. Yeah. I don't know, but definitely sharing would be awesome. Marius said that he hacks his way through or tries to find someone who has those skills through his friends. So that's kind of what we touched on before about finding someone who already has that skill that you can collaborate with. If they're a friend of yours, then I think why not? I think that's a cool opportunity to do something with someone that you know. 
Definitely. And a good chance, like we said before as well, for you to learn something new from them. I'm interested to know how often learning new skills comes up for you, Femme. We, we, I know we have ideas for side projects all the time, or perhaps you run into something you want to do with a current side project. You know, it doesn't have to be something that's completely new. How often do you find yourself needing to learn something? Like perhaps not even a full skill, like something big like rock climbing or whatever, but little things. How often do you reckon? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I find that I always have like the good intention to do something that requires me to learn something new, but that doesn't mean that I always go and do it because, you know, like it's the time of learning that new thing, etc. But I mean, even just like the other week of I was doing my newsletter and I used MailChimp to do that and I was just having some trouble with the whole like, I don't know, anyone who's used MailChimp probably also has experienced this before, but the whole like formatting thing and like I'll import an image, but it won't like align right and the dimensions will be weird and like sometimes the code like gets things wrong and then so you have to jump into like the HTML view and like try and fix things up. And even that is like a small thing that I sometimes still have to get Owen to help me with because I'm not like as we know, fully fluent in, in code. But like, yeah, that's a skill or, or I guess a, a roadblock that I occasionally come across that requires me to like learn something or adapt more on my current knowledge, low, low knowledge that I have on code and try and use that to to get my newsletter out. Yeah, that's definitely the stuff I'm talking about. I feel like more often than you think, you would come across stuff like that, that is just little things about a skill you already technically have, but yeah. you can expand on it and learn more. Like I'm always Googling things. I feel like at work I Google something every day how to do a particular thing, you know, because we don't know everything. And there's, or I wonder, I find myself wondering if there's a way that I can do it better than I already am. Like, yeah, oh, there must be a better way to like do these vectors in Illustrator and like make these shapes do what I want. Let's see if I can, you know, find out or whatever. Yeah, and that plays so true into podcast editing as well, as an example. Like, yes, the base of podcast editing is, you know, making all the clips align and having like a, you know, fully 30-minute podcast. But there's so much more that I still haven't learned in terms of like audio volumes and like um, presets and filtering out background noise and you know all these other like levels and things like that that I have not yet gotten into as much detail as I probably could but there's so much more to learn there and I think that's just something that I'm going to have to chip away at over time rather than sitting down and being like right now I'm going to learn all about like podcast audio. That's the best way to learn something new I think is to chip away at it and to learn by doing well that's how I learn best anyway I know everyone learns in different ways but as long as you have enough knowledge to get started I think it's best to just start with something and try it out and then as you go along you'll work out what you need to learn because you'll like you just said before hit roadblocks that stop you so then you're going to have to go and search how to do that thing and it might take a few times of hitting that roadblock and searching the thing before you actually remember how to do it. At least mm. that's what happens for me yeah. usually anyway. But that's going to be a really great way to learn and add that skill and improve on that skill. And it makes it less scary, right? You don't have to sit down and become 
the absolute world's master of Adobe Audition to edit a podcast. You just need to know the basics to get started and then you can improve on things as you go and as you need to. And I think those roadblocks that you come across are actually a good thing because I think that is a sign of you hitting the limits of what you know or where your level is in that skill and a combination of your desire to want to learn more and want to push it further. So I think it's it's good to embrace those. Yeah, I totally agree. You never want to get too comfortable with what you're doing because that means you're not improving, I suppose. If you don't hit any more roadblocks ever, then you're not improving on your skills in a way because you're just using what you already know. I try to because it would be very easy for me to just edit my videos in the exact same way every single week. It would make things very quick for my editing. But I try to learn something new or, you know, try something new at least every week or every two weeks whenever I've got time to to add that to my skill set just to try and see what else there is to do with the editing software because I don't really know what it can do. I only know what I can do with it. So trying new things and having an idea and trying to make it come to life is what forces me to learn new things with the editing software. And I think that same thing can be applied to any skill, really. Same with screen printing. I'm sure there's more I can learn with that. So this is a bit of a like airy-fairy question, but do you <laughs> think it's possible to like maximize a skill like I've learned everything there is to know about x and I've totally maximized everything I can know about it and there's no further learning to be done I don't think there is because as technologies change and I suppose as you change as a person and grow and as new research is done or whatever the thing is that you you know whatever x is that you're learning about I just feel like there's always more to learn and there's always more stuff coming out and better ways to do things. Even though you can do something perfectly one way, there might be a way that you can do it that saves like a minute per episode or whatever we're talking about that could be a good skill to learn. I just I feel like there's always more to come. What, what about you? Yeah, I agree. I don't think I'm ever going to like maximize my web design skills, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like I don't think I'm ever going to be at a point where I'm like okay I've learned everything there is to know about web design and you know what's next the end yeah, yeah. the end what's the point <laughs> in that I think there's always going to be more to learn and room to grow and I I don't really believe in measuring people by like how much they know or like how uh, confident they are in a skill I think it's everyone's on their own journey to how much they're learning and there's not like a a book of rules to follow like it's not like okay so uh, to be like a master web designer first you need to know this and then you need to know this and then you move up to this level like it's not like a linear learning uh, skill like like you don't learn it linearly in my opinion it's just yeah, I agree. some people learn this bit of web design other people learn that bit of web design and everyone's you know unique in that way of having their own skill set when it comes to web design if that made any sense it does and do you know I think that I'm always going to be more impressed with a curious person who is wanting to learn things and is open about the fact that they don't know everything than I am to be impressed by someone who thinks they're a master of something you know and thinks that they're the best they can ever be and don't need to know anyone else don't need anyone else's help because they can do it all I think that being a curious person and learning things is much more interesting and a much 
more positive way to enjoy life, I suppose. I think it's a great positive note to end on. Yeah, things got things got deep deeper than I thought <laughs> for a talk about learning new skills. <laughs> so what advice would you have to anybody listening who, I don't know, maybe wants to learn a new skill but is a little bit nervous about the prospect of doing so? Start small. I feel like that's my advice for everything on this show, but that's truly how I think is that you just need to start a little bit of it. Start one tiny piece, learn one tiny thing to do with it, and just let it snowball from there. You don't have to learn everything right away. You don't have to learn it all at once. Just learn what you need to to start with and build on it as you go. And don't be afraid. Good advice. I think I'd also add that maybe you're the type of person that works better if you have a project or a goal to work towards. So like the 100 days, I think that's a good way of challenging yourself to learn a new skill and producing something along the way. Or like you mentioned earlier, if I wanted to learn a bit of code, maybe making my own website would be a good project to learn how to do that. So I think giving yourself a bit of a project as well rather than just like opening a new software and learning all the bells and whistles of it uh, would be a good way to learn that skill. Yeah and get to know your own learning style I suppose which you will come to do over time as you try things out like some people learn best from listening to podcasts for example or listening to like a technical audio book on the topic some uh, watching other people do it. I personally learn best by doing things myself so I'll watch someone else do it and then try and copy it or replicate it or just try it for myself. And that's that's how I learn best. So over time, you'll get to know how you learn best and how things are going to sink in easiest. So where can people go to find the podcast online? If you head to designlife.fm, you will find all 24 episodes of this podcast. And I think like we've said before, we've covered quite a wide range of topics now and it's only going to keep going, right, Fem? We're not showing any signs of stopping anytime no, soon. No, and we're also totally open to topic suggestions as well. Yeah, definitely. So if there's something that you'd like us to discuss on the show, just send us a tweet at designlifefm, or you can also contact us through our website, which is designlife.fm. Yeah, anything in particular that you have a question about, you've been struggling with, share it with us, and we would love to talk about it. Thanks for the chat, fam. Yeah, see you in episode 25. Bye. Bye.